You are listening to the audio-only portion of a Drunk Tank video podcast. To get the full experience and watch a video podcast, visit roosterteeth.com slash podcast. It's the Drunk Tank Podcast. Drunk Tank Podcast. Drunk Tank Podcast. Boop, Yeah! That is pretty awesome. I was trying to recreate the dancing of the girl in pink from the Rebecca Black video. So she's like this, right? She has the one hand going like that. She actually did. Have you guys seen the Rebecca Black video? I saw about. I, I could only make about the first 20, 30 seconds. And then really? Uh, with the car yeah. where she's like in the house and then like she's yeah. in the car. The back seat one? The yeah, one yeah, with the back yeah. seat? I well, it's two seats and which one does she go yeah. for? That's is she going to sit in the front seat or kick it in the back seat? That's like I, the eternal question. I think Plato contemplated that <laughs> at one point. It did. I had to kick it somewhere else it's not watching the video. It's all like proletariat metaphor that she's going for. No, but I I love it. I, I've watched. I've listened. To, I have that song on iTunes, and actually, my have my five year old listens to it almost nonstop. But isn't it almost indistinguishable from the other stuff that your kids see on the Disney Channel? It seems yeah. like it's basically the same thing. That's what's like confusing me about how popular yeah, it got the, so fast. The, the difference is, I heard they spent two thousand dollars on the Rebecca Black music video, so it's about nineteen hundred dollars more than anything That's you see true. on the Disney Channel. That's true. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think it's indistinguishable from like the Black Eyed Peas or something like that. Which I also like <laughs> and listen to, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think the older you get, like you just sort of give up on cool, and if it just has a melodic whatever, it doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah, it's in your head. Definitely. I had a I mean, long discussion with my wife over whether or not it was parody, just based on the fact that they put the one girl with braces in the back. That's it's the like, girl that we're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Does that make it? Like seem like more parody or or less parody, what is it, or, is it, more genuine. You know, right. I can't tell. Uh, for for those of us who are not familiar, what is it a parody of? Just of, music. Other, of just music, of, of like how pop generic pop like that. music like, has like become. I, saying, like, I thought people channel, have been like, doing that for years already. <laughs> I mean, you, it really has blurred the line now. It's like you don't know what's a parody and what's not. Right. Yeah. You know, just in almost almost anything that gets, that gets put out. Have you seen any of the other music videos that that guy made? Like, I guess no, the guy no. who, who made the Rebecca Black it's video. It's the Ark Music Factory. Right. They, have a, they even have a song called Saturday. Well, the sequel of Friday. No, who someone else sings. No, it's like it's a don't. different girl entirely. No, they wow, don't. Nice. Yeah, they have, and and, and uh, it's, well, it's got, like, a series of videos. And, uh, man. They're, they're all equally awesome, equally terrible, awesome, tossum. But that girl, that girl that we're talking about, the girl who's in the back seat with the braces, mm-hmm. she became an animated GIF, of course. And yeah. people were just relentlessly making fun of her. And so she did a video where she answered questions about her appearance in the video. And I think she's like 12 or 13. Yeah. And she handled that better than anyone I've ever seen handle anything well, in my what, life. What would she say? Well, she was just like, she was like, you know, I, I, they told me to dance. And so I just tried a couple different things. And then they said, try to move your arms. And so I did that. And I guess it looked stupid. And people thought it was funny. But we were just having fun. You know? Yeah. I'm just glad people are watching. It's kind of neat. Well, that's that's the, the that is the great thing about it is that there's no – you know, kind of like ego behind it. It almost seems like they're just having fun. Like they really are genuinely having fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what comes across because otherwise it just is kind of like, I don't know what you say about the video. It's like, it's kind of, they're just riding around in the car and there's yeah. nothing much going on to it. But the people in it actually seem like they think Friday is going to be the day they're going to party. Well, I mean, so that's good. <laughs> it'll be fun. Well, anything, it'll be fun. anything that you can turn gifts, any, any matter, any subject matter they, you can they turn, turn to gifts, a gift. is that's great. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I, I think all music videos should be all gifts. I, you know what? <laughs> I think we, you know, we make a lot of video for the internet. We do lots of different content for the internet. But to me, animated gifts or JPEGs with the white text on them—that is like the medium of the internet. Yeah. That, yeah. that would not have existed in any other form. Like, let, let's say, internet. let's say you saw Lord of the Rings and you were like, "No, that sucked." I'm not into that. That was terrible. But now you have those gifts, and yeah. that justifies the whole movie. Yeah. That justifies the entire budget. If that they sold everything. animated gifts in a box set, and I went to you know Best Buy, and it was like the box set for Lord of the Rings and the animated gift <laughs> box set for Lord of the Rings, I would have tough time picking, man. Those animated <laughs> gifts for the Lord of the Rings are just like the funniest thing ever. You yeah. like those better than the original story. I do. I do. Well, it's yeah. like, it's like, well, I hear that J.R.R. Tolkien was originally going to animate gifts I, to tell his story, but uh, the technology wasn't caught up at the time. Yeah, exactly. He needed William Gibson to come along what and invent the internet <laughs> so we could make it. So we should probably introduce ourselves as we launched right into a Rebecca Black mm-hmm. column, essentially. I'm Bernie Burns. I'm Gus Sarola, a.k.a. Rebecca Black Fan 02. <laughs> and we have two <laughs> guests with us today. Matt? I, I'm Matt Hollum, and I'm actually the secret author of Saturday. Oh, nice. That, you know, the follow-up to big Friday. Fan. So, and thank I'm you. Jill Heyman. I have no Rebecca Black jokes left at this point because I'm at the end. 
And thank God for that. Thank God for that. And so, guys, we have a, we had a big milestone today. Uh, today, actually, the day we're recording this is the day that we put out the Red vs. Blue Season 9 trailer. Yes, for the and public. For the public, right. Well, I guess we put it out over the course of the weekend, and then we had that Angry Birds video that hit this weekend. That was pretty nuts, right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people watching that. It was really cool. A lot of, uh, I, I figured a lot of people would, would latch on to it, but I feel like it was linked a lot more places than I expected, and it really carried. I, I realized a... Calcul- miscalculation that we made in the release of these two videos, though, is that we released a spoof fake trailer for which we're just making fun of something and not going to have any more content related to. Well, maybe an actual trailer. And you should definitely not clarify which is which. You yeah, that's the right. I think I think right. the only thing we're going to make an Angry Birds spoof movie now. I think yeah. so. Or maybe maybe it's not a spoof. Maybe it's actually just a straight up movie with no parody intended. You never know these days. There's a lot of people who think that. You know, I, there's a component of that Rebecca Black thing, too, that I, there must be part of it where even if it was a parody, at what point does something have to reach a level of success where Which people are no confused longer. if it's a parody? So you're like, well, maybe we just pretend it was a real music yeah. video. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we that's, just... that's what we meant. Exactly yeah. right. How yeah. many views does that thing have on YouTube? It's, it's got to be over it's, 50 million now, yeah. right? It was like Isn't 54 right? million last time. I Holy cow. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. And when, I, when did it come out? Two or three weeks ago? Two or three weeks ago. So yeah, it might have been two weeks ago. Four million views. Mm-hmm. You know it seems like it's going to be a badge a of honor soon? Wow. Is people taking screenshots of videos when they have low view counts to say... You know, <laughs> I remember it. when. Yeah. yeah. I saw this video when it only had 3,000 views. Right. Yeah. 61 million views. 61 million. Wow. Well, clearly we're on wrong, by the way. Well, we shouldn't even say how many views it has because it'll make this podcast out of date by the time. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> 75 million views. Yeah. 80 <laughs> million views. My God. You million million views. One billion views. views. That seems crazy. Let's just cut them all in. Oh, here's yeah. another link from the Church of Rebecca Black. They just put this up. <laughs> now that she's her own religion. It has. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this before. It has one million dislikes. Brandon, have you ever seen one million dislikes on anything ever? I don't know. That, that's unbelievably amazing. The, the cool part is they actually show you the percentage of likes and dislikes, the red bar versus the green bar. I, you can barely see the green bar there. Yeah. What is that green bar? That's like 130,000 likes or so versus a million dislikes? 130,000 likes, yeah. I wonder, what, I wonder what has the biggest ratio of dislikes on YouTube. Like what video has the most – You know, they track a lot of metrics on YouTube, right? Like most viewed video and then they bring it down by category. Why don't they have most liked video and most disliked yeah, video? Yeah. Or like percentage-wise and, and what, just what, volume. what is that disliked video? Is it like someone lighting a cat on fire or something? <laughs> just like some horrible – I can tell you what it is. <laughs> what, what is so it? So if, if you go to the browse section on YouTube and you view historically the most viewed videos, there's stuff that ended up getting in there. Like say, for instance um, – uh, what's the history of dance? Yeah, yeah. There's a video that got 120 million views early on in YouTube. But then there's a lot of stuff around it, too, that ended up in the list. And because it's in that list, it continues to get tons and tons of views. But there's a whole section of them that are clearly, when you look at them, the thumbnails look like something sexual, but they're not. Ah. But because they're in that list and so, like 80 million people have looked at this video of vocal cords, they think it's something else and not vocal cords. <laughs> And so they click on it and watch it, and then it's got a massive amount of dislikes as nice. a result of that. Yeah. Nice. Vocal cords, So the huh? formula yeah. is parasitic. <laughs> yeah. parasitic so you, there's a very so specific friend. video you're thinking of. Oh, there is. That's one of the, that's one of the best ones because I know 90 million what caused you horny, to watch it? horny suckers <laughs> have clicked on it. I clicked on it out of anger. <laughs> which I don't, know, I don't know if it's a better motivation for wanting to watch that video. I'm going to try to find some of these, some of these highest rated videos, though. Yeah, look for uh, look for the highest disrated. Oh, I see Charlie Sheen is on YouTube. That's a joy. <laughs> it's amazing that we can have like a tsunami and nuclear meltdown, and but Charlie Sheen is still in the news. Like, yeah. he, he is that amazing? He is that won't the go word that you would use for that. Well, maybe not amazing. It's disappointing. I, is he still going on? Is he still like big in the news? I, I feel like I haven't seen him for I, you know, a little I, while. I, a friend of mine just came back in town. He was out of town. Went to like uh, India and the Middle East and stuff. Was like going all around. He came back and I saw him this week and he's. It's like, wow, so much stuff in the news while I was gone. I was like, yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of stuff gone. He's like, yeah, it's like I was expecting him to say the nuclear reactor thing and the tsunami and, you know, Libya and all that. He's like, this Charlie Sheen thing with the blood and the Rebe- Rebecca Black video. It's like so much going on these days. I'm like, yeah, also the tsunami and, and all, yeah. that, all that actual <laughs> actual news too. Yeah, Mideast unrest. But there's kind of <laughs> like – Nuclear reactor. Yeah, there's kind of like this – like it doesn't matter like what the news story is now, you know. Like the uh, 
the tsunami from a couple of years ago that killed 250,000 people. Yeah. I thought that would be like the biggest news story of all time, like forever. Because that looks such a massive event. Yeah. And now people have kind of just like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that happened. Really? Like, it's not not really like, you know. It's not a cemented like, like, into Yeah, like, it's not cemented in, yeah. yeah. Maybe because it happens in faraway places that we don't really Maybe. think about all the time. Okay. That has 92 million views. <laughs> that's I, that, yeah. cord. That's disgusting. <laughs> that looks terrible. That thumbnail's pretty disgusting. But also there's one, it's called uh, An Experiment, I think is the name of the video. And it's basically... The thumbnail is a woman in a normal apartment bathroom, and she looks like she's pulling up her dress, and it has 137 million views, and it's got a massive amount of dislikes because it's just her like, doing a Mentos and Diet Coke thing in her bathroom, but the thumbnail mm. is so misleading. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm very self-conscious on this video podcast. People said I had too creepy of a smile looking at everyone last time, so I'm trying to but be that's your natural very neutral smile. or frowning. You so I'm going to do this. You cut your hair? Yes. I cut my hair. I couldn't. I liked your hair from the Angry Birds video. Yeah, I, I didn't cut I my hair to keep because that. of the Angry yeah. Birds video. Actually, we shot a little bit. Like one of the scenes I was in, we shot before PAX, and oh, I was yeah. already like, I need to cut my hair, but I didn't get to shoot my other stuff until after PAX. So it, it had really gotten terrible. I don't think I'd gotten a haircut in about seven months, and uh, the, like the day after you, we you did had, my you pickup, had a haircut in seven months. Yeah, I went and got a cut. But I mean, it wasn't that long. It just like I had a cut like this before, and then in seven months, it's like it's like a chia pet. Yeah, <laughs> you, just, you, just have to pour, you, just, you just pour beer on it <laughs> and just smear that paste. That's, that's a lot of stuff in there. It's dense. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's crazy. Your hair is probably like mine, where it reaches a certain length and then it just adds density. Mm-hmm. It's puffy. Mm. It's like a supernova. It's like the I get like the the yeah, red dwarf. I, hair. Yeah, I, you know, I've noticed this weird thing. Like when you haven't got a cut, you just do like the finger thing, and you go like that. And it just like ding. It like it releases like a quick release. It's like uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I can. I have a white dude's afro. I can really. <laughs> I can really comb it out to where I get like a nice big puff. That's sweet. It don't. See, it's really should, not. Should, it's really should, not, dude. You should support that all the time. Yeah, I, I think Afros are cool again, right? Like, they've kind of come back? They come back. No. Nope. Cool. If we know about it, they're probably beyond that point, uh. I think, at this stage. <laughs> I think they've passed. If, if we know about it, it's not cool? Is that how we define cool? Yes, I've heard of it not cool anymore. Let's, it's let's, over. let's watch Rebecca's Black's count now that we brought it up yeah. and see if it's just like tanks. Sorry, Rebecca Black. We ruined it for you. Well, she did very cool for being so hated. I mean, so many people contributed views and notoriety to her for basically disliking her and then they're yeah. frustrated by the fact that people are watching this video that they're telling them is terrible but everybody wants to see this quote-unquote terrible thing i don't yeah. know if hated is a strong enough word like it's amazing like there were people were telling her to cut herself yeah it's amazing like, what people will tell an anonymous 13 year old well when people are anonymous what they'll tell a 13 year old on the internet damn right they tell them some fucking they told her some terrible things <laughs> well, we've, we've, you better cut it out because that can be backtraced you done goofed he, up. He, he got arrested. <laughs> I heard about that. The Jesse Slaughter's dad got arrested for child abuse. Do you guys even guess, know this? I, guys I don't even know what you're talking about. No. You guys don't consume as much internet content as we do, but there was a girl <laughs> who was just one of these webcast girls where she would get on and chat. Oh, okay. And yeah, then yeah. other people started berating her. Yeah. And then her dad came to her rescue and was defending her honor and made this diatribe directly into the webcam talking to 4chan and how he was going to technologically defeat them. He reported them to the cyber police <laughs> and they're going to backtrace it. <sighs> and they essentially just brutalized him. Wow. You know. And then he brutalized his daughter and so got make... arrested last month. Oof. That what's that's that's terrible in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's bad in every way. I don't even want to know about that. Well, how old was she? She was probably 13, right? Yeah, like 13. Yeah, the problem that a lot of people don't realize because you can't tell when you look at it, but she's 13. You're like, who would make fun of a 13-year-old kid in other 13-year-old kids, and they mm. just have these enormous resources now to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they don't have any checks and balances in place yet. Yeah, there's, like, some story that broke in the news about, like, a list of people who are, like, having sex or whatever, blah, 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 in high school. It's, like, this big Oh, this like big the, thing the or smut list or this yeah, something I, I like that? Yeah, I have to wonder if the kids in the high school really don't care, maybe, as much as the, the parents and the yeah. news think that they care. I don't know, because I remember when I was in high school and all the fusses that were making about stuff, we didn't care. I, yeah, I put I that think... list out about myself <laughs> yeah, when I, I was in high school. Yeah. didn't I, work. I think we've talked about that before where, like, people just have a different expectation of privacy now. Like, with the internet and Facebook and constantly telling people where you are and what you're doing, like, people don't have as much privacy almost. Like, we, they're just willing to put informa- their well, information Well, not almost. I mean, it, it's almost like it doesn't exist at this right. point. And, and people just knowingly give it away, happily yeah. give it away. Do you know about this app that just came out that's, like, supposed to aggregate – everybody's information and like show you pictures of where they are in almost real time no it's called i think it's called color 
Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what that is? I yeah. keep hearing about it, but I don't know what it is. It's kind of scary. It's basically like a snooping, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing like spying on people app. You as know, far as I can tell. There's this website I heard about several months ago that I keep wanting to bring up in the podcast. And for some reason, I always forget. I, I'm not sure if it was a joke or if it was real. But these couple of guys in San Francisco made a website called wheretheladies.at. Wow. And all it does is it aggregates like Foursquare to find the hi- – Foursquare and Facebook to find the highest concentration of single female check-ins near you. So you know where the highest so – So is there a way to incorporate that to iPhone are. babes? Was it the iPhone, iPhone babes? The iPhone babes <laughs> and that program <laughs> together? Is there a way to make that happen? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure someone's working on it furiously right now. Somebody's working on it right now. Wow, well, yeah. I'm here. Where are the ladies dot at? Yeah. And you can see, like, how many women are checked in into areas around here. I think it just works in a small area in San Francisco Nine right ladies now. have checked in within the last hour at the Kabuki Sundance Cinemas. So. <laughs> okay. That's where the ladies at. Get I your car. So. I, I would not have guessed mm-hmm. that. I would not have seen. Useful. We, uh, I was talking about this, I think, with Rocco uh, at PAX East, what, and I said that we need an app where you can take a picture of someone, and then it'll scan, like, Facebook and all these social networks yeah. and tell you that person's name and whether or not they're available, if they're single or in a relationship. Okay, so let me get this straight. Okay, let me, get this, yeah. let me see if I got this straight. So you think it would be easier – to walk up to a person you don't know and say, I want to take a picture of your face in clear lighting as opposed to just striking up a conversation and asking them their name and whether or not they're available? Do you not know me? Have we reached that <laughs> But you could, could you go up to the person and say, I but want to take why, your photo? Why would you want to expend that effort? Just take the picture from a distance. You don't want to have to go up and they talk have to everyone. Dude, that is so crazy. And, 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 and yeah. yeah. You can strap them onto the iPhone. Right. And great. you can have a plug-in that removes the leaves and bush <laughs> sticks from the front of the frame where you're hiding. It's it's perfect. I was thinking more curtains and it's also, blinds. It'll have image enhancing for when you take the photo blurry like this <laughs> or through a window pane. But there would also have to be an option for the upskirt. Oh jeez, oh, dear Lord! You just, you, I'm just you, saying the technology is the technology is going to be there. You took this to a dark place, and uh, that's all I want to say. I'm on board early. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> now, someone, I'm ready. What is the chance that somebody's not going to make that? Because a couple of weeks ago, we had a discussion about gaming controls, like the Kinect and all that, and then we were talking about how it would be really cool if in the future they had games that could track your eyes, so that when you looked around, I bought my mic, but when you looked around, the game would try to see where you're looking in the field of vision and move the screen to match that. And we said, at the time, we said, you know what? People will probably come back to this podcast, and it will sound so dated, this conversation we had about this theoretical stuff. The next week, somebody unveiled something along those lines where it does eye tracking, and mm. they want to implement it in games. That happened like a month ago to me where it was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if they had this? And Murray was like, oh, I have this on my phone. It was yeah. a thing where you, tra- where you translate a language, and it's like – in the past, you think, wouldn't it be cool if they had this? Now it's like, well, I may should, should check the app check store. Check your iPhone. It probably yeah. already exists. Um, yeah. 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 Bernie found that app a couple months ago, and I downloaded it, and someone was asking about it. It was either Marshall Carey or Chris, and they were using it, and they were getting frustrated because it wasn't translating the numbers to Spanish. They had mm. it over just like numerical values, one, two, three, and four. They're like, it's not translating to Spanish. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> he's, talking about the, he's talking about that app that you could like – uh, use your iPhone view. camera and it would change languages. Uh-huh. And it's I guess called Worldview. Uh, leaving the numbers as numbers. Because yeah. numbers are numbers. Numbers so are numbers. Like, they're not Spanish, Spanish or English numbers. It's like, yeah. why isn't it translating bean burrito into uh, Spanish <laughs> for me? It only translates the bean and not the burrito for have, me. Have you seen that video where someone uh, is or someone implemented head tracking using a Kinect sensor to make 3D on a television? I'm going to save you some time. If you're going to ask me if I've seen a video on the internet, the answer is always going to be yes. Okay. I have probably seen it. Yeah, I've seen that. Have you seen the one where the guy did the Wii in reverse? Yeah, that made me think about that. Yeah. That guy actually, the guy who did the Wii in reverse, worked on Kinect for Microsoft. He left Microsoft a couple right. weeks ago to go work for Google. Really? Mm-hmm. That guy's got a nice trajectory. Yeah. YouTube video to Kinect launch team to now Google. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to take a quick break. Oh, yeah. um, so that we can show one of our Drunk Tank animated adventures. All right. Awesome. So uh, check this out, and we'll be right back. I love these things. I got to see New Orleans in a way I've never seen it before, which is sober. Because why, why would... I was responsible for keeping Griffin alive. I don't know if you know this about my wife, but if you're in a new town, we have to go to the ghost tour for that town. We go on the first half of the ghost tour and come back, and there's like a 20-minute break where you get some more drinks. And Griffin drinks like two huge drinks – then she gets weird. She goes to the bathroom, and she comes out, like, just wobbling. She looks like a fucking pinball. She's got this st- stupid grin on her face. She goes, I lost my purse. And I go, did you have it with you? And she goes, mm-hmm. And I go, did you lose it in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. And I go, well, go back in the bathroom and get it. And so she goes back in the bathroom, comes out, and she goes, I lost my purse. And I go, was it not in the bathroom? 
And she goes, mm-mm. And I was like, why are you so fucking happy you lost your goddamn purse? I have to now backtrack, see if she sat down and left it somewhere while we were on the tour. And so I'm like, what do I do with Griffin? Because I realized at this point she's gone. So I just stick her with the tour people, and I'm like, just stay with them, whatever you do. And I run around New Orleans backtracking, trying to find her purse. I can't find it anywhere. I go back. I find Griffin kind of like plodding behind them, like not able to keep up and just bumping into shit. And I go, well, fuck. And I can, I also think that the tour is trying to get away from her. And Griffin's just walking into mailboxes and stuff going, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so I go and I grab her. Yeah. I'm like, I got to get you back to the hotel. So I literally have to like walk her to the hotel. And she's just like bumping into me. And, and then she like bump into somebody and be like, what? And so I finally get her to the hotel. She's really wobbly at this point. So I stand her against the wall, and I'm fishing the key out. And while I'm doing that, she just slid down the wall and slammed her head into the ground. Oh, man. And then I look at her, and she's covered in blood. Oh. She's, like, ripped her chin up, oh. and she just starts crying. Oh, so then I get, her in the, I get her into the hotel room, and she, like, runs into the bathroom and just starts throwing up everywhere. <laughs> uh, we're back. You know, hey, you. hey, we're all taking one once. Yeah. We're all, we're all ready. We're ready to go. Animated adventures are awesome, and they They're almost great. make you want to, like, in, get involved in something that you shouldn't, just so you can have an awesome animated you, adventure. You know, we're actually, uh, at our, during our Which next break, we're going to debut a new animated adventure uh, that has not been put on the internet before. Sweet. Nice. Right. It wasn't, that, it wasn't this one we just saw? Wasn't no, no. that? This is part one of uh, oh. Different Things We Go to New Orleans. Our next one will be uh, part two. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm torn because animated adventures are awesome, and wanting to do crazy, wacky stuff to get an animated adventure is awesome. But the podcast mm-hmm. makes me nervous because, and now we're videotaping it, so it makes it even better. But it's like I know I've said crap in the past, where it's like, God damn it, why the fuck did I say that <laughs> on the podcast? And it's just like I feel like I have to censor myself so much that I can't even get involved in like half the stuff I want. Yeah. Joel, look at it this way. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you weren't on the podcast, uh. we would recount what you said no, no. in the office. You wouldn't, this you, wouldn't, isn't you, wouldn't, you wouldn't. You don't do nearly as much damage as, as I can do. At I'm least like, you're here to I, defend I, yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of I'll, which, I'll, I'll defend the I'll defend the stock prices. So. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, you had, you had a momentary day of weakness, I think, when – you were like, get out, buy gold. I was right. <laughs> I was right. So, the day we had the meeting, we had the lunch. You were there, and you were there, and I don't think you were there. But I was said, I said, listen, I said, listen, commodities, DYY, DYY is up thirty three percent since that day. SL SLV's up like twenty five percent. SLW's up twenty five percent. No one knows right. what you're talking like, about. Three, I, like, do you understand? This if at you all? go back, if no, you DYY. go back, no, check the old podcast. Check. Check podcast from two years we ago. I said, the Rangers, I said the Rangers are going to be in the World Series. Everything. I'm all over it. You can't stop me. Joel, so he went from being embarrassed about being on the podcast to I'm always right <laughs> and omniscient on the well, podcast. Well, it's, it's embarrassing to be right all the time. Joel, Joel has seen through the Matrix. It's like it's all painfully apparent if, now. If, if you look at the stocks things that I mentioned three months ago, those are up about 33%. The ones I mentioned six to seven months ago, those are up like 50. So, so why year ago, they're up 100. So why do you still work here? I, don't know. So <laughs> I need more money. I need more principles. So what you're telling pe- people watching <laughs> the podcast principle. need to listen to your financial advice and just fucking hop on it right now and yes. then send 10% back to you. We need one yes. of those disclaimers now. Look, this is not a sound financial advice show or whatever they put on, you know. You cannot rate this with the SEC or something. You know, it's like, do not trust Joel. <laughs> Basically, you know the, you if anybody the, loses their shirt in the stock market after this, it's it's on Joel. It's, what I'm thinking, if you've ever wanted your here. own personal private caboose, just wait till the day the stock market crashes Ooh. and stand outside our second floor windows like this. Because Joel will be the guy on I'll, the I'll ledge. Be I'll be yeah. there. I saw a video called uh, – it's called uh, End of America, End of America 1, something like that. End of America <laughs> that's, that's it is like, scary. I like there's a, there's a part one. I was like, oh, no, then America came back. And you had to kill it again. It's like Final Fantasy. It is the scariest thing. What was that? Final Fantasy Part 40. I was thinking it's more like Rocky. Rocky loses in the first uh, in, the, in the first movie, and then he has to retrain and come back. So wait a minute. So all I'm going to say is about these End of America documentaries or whatever, that should now be a genre of filmmaking. Like, it is, I, it? I am making a America Empire is over film. And I just go, yeah. that should be a searchable category on Netflix because there's a billion of those goddamn mm-hmm. things. Yeah. It, it happens like this. Like, like, like the U.S. no longer is a reserve currency. Second, zombies. You know, there you, you know, go. That's how it happens. I'm, I'm zombies, glad, I understand. I'm glad we brought up the reserve currency uh, talk because I was talking to Jeff about this the other day. Like, do you think that rappers like Jay-Z, for example, lost a lot of money when they converted all their bling from dollars to euros and then the euro – yeah, why would anyone like any time anyone talks about the dollar going down? They're like, "Oh, I should be in the euro." No, don't be in the euro. Don't be in the dollar or the euro. The euro's bad. The dollar's bad. What are you going to be in, Joel? I mean, in, if you don't be in Australian dollars or Canadian dollars or 
at this point, the freaking yen. Chinese currency. Yeah, I read the, I read the Mongolian currency actually was like the highest performing currency of last year. Really? Oh, was it? Yeah, it was wow. the, the Mongolian unit of currency, which well, I don't no, no, remember. All right, was. think about it. All, that, Mongolia, all, all you can buy, is, all you can buy is those giant anvils that they use for cooking. And the sword for cutting up the food. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but it's like funny because like what happened was you see, people in America bought homes that they couldn't afford, and then now the Middle East is revolting. That's basically what happened. So what do we do here? Do we stop him or do we just let him go? No, let him go. You got to keep baiting him. Talk about Mongolia some more. Well, got, <laughs> but no, this is. I hear the king it, of Siam is invested in onions. You know what's awesome? Seashells. Traditionally, put your money in seashells. All going back. And beads. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> I'm heavily, I'm heavily uh, leveraged into magic beans right now. Yes. Are you really? Uh, yeah, I don't know about you. It's, it's the commodity of the I'm future. Protein. I'm hoping to like buy all of Manhattan. I, yeah, I, pushed, I, I, pushed all, I, I distracted you with this. This is not what I was okay. talking about. Do what I do. Put bed bugs in Manhattan <laughs> and lower all the property values to the point where I have a bed bug cure. And then okay, it's that, all done. that should be an animated story. What, me planting bed bugs? The bed bug story. Okay, explain this to me. Okay. Why would I buy gold? Like, I get it. I get that in medieval times, people had gold and they bought gold. Actual physical gold. Like gold, like gold coins, you know? Okay. People always talk about people, crazy people like you talk about how paper money has no value, right? That it's just a when we, we went off When we went off the gold standard, that's correct. Okay. T- tell me why is gold valuable. You tell me. The answer to your question is, as the dollar has been going lower and lower and lower, gold has been going higher and higher and higher. You, that is your compared answer. Compared to the dollar. But you're not answering Compared the to everything. Why is gold valuable because, versus Because as salt? we talk about this podcast, it's now trading at 1,300. And, and like a year ago, it was like, it was like 900. But you're not answering the question. Like, like, but That's the, why. Like what, because people – When, when, the, when the world goes to shit, what do you trade gold for? Here's right. the other thing I don't understand about this. Is okay, just, okay that, when that's you say how it is. don't have perception, it's don't perception. invest in the dollar, right? Because it's just it's a piece of paper, and it's just we assign value to it, but it's just a piece of paper. Listen right? to him. And gold, when you buy gold on the stock market or the commodities market, you're not actually buying physical gold. But let's say you you're are just buying, buying physical gold, you're, but you're, you're just buying like futures contracts. A, a, you're just right a contract. That's just well, it depends on how you buy. No, it. no, no, but no. But that's no. just thing. And and on top of that. Well, it's the on institution. That, it's the institution. That, like in that, other words, that thing, the that institution, object, that object, that gold object, is just go. something that you're assigning value to. Right. It does not have you a can't specific value. Other the than answer it is, is what you, it you is. guys keep asking this question. Keep asking this question. Why? 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 Well, the free market says so. That's why. That's the answer. But the free market are those people telling you not to believe in market. dollars anymore, whatever you're saying. No, the free market is telling you to not believe in dollars. That's, that's, what, what, I'm going lower. that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the answer. And so a year from now, they're going to say not to believe in gold by lithium. They're not going to say that. Well, how do you know that? I'm just telling you. They might. That's how it is. I mean, I, I guess gold could go down, but it's certainly not going to like – it's not going to roll over. It's not going to be like worthless or anything. It could go down? I didn't even believe it oh, when you no. said it. Oh, no. It's going down. <laughs> It's going down. Oh, no. Sell gold. Sell. But do you understand our point that we're trying to make well, here? Is I, that every, currency... I understand your point. Everyone understands your point. Right. But I'm telling you. Let me say this. Historically, in the early to mid-'80s, didn't gold like skyrocket eight or $900 an ounce and then fucking correct back down? It to, like, absolutely did. Yeah. To the dollar. Right. Right. And then it but cor- it to the dollar it now, it hasn't gone that high if you value dollar to gold. Mm. I think what we're getting at is some of us are patriotic and some of us are you. <laughs> Basically, I'm just looking for a nice, you know, I w- I want Canadian, Canadian Australian girl at this point. <laughs> uh, when we start talking, I'm, I'm going to change the subject for your sake, Joel. All right. When we started you. talking about the animated adventures, uh, I remembered something that Jeff brought up in a podcast once. He said that one night he was flipping through the channels or something and he saw the Ricky Gervais show yeah. on HBO. That is essentially 30 minutes of Drunk Tank animated adventures, but with Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. It is, yeah. And, and more Carl, important, Carl Pilkington. Carl Pilkington. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever laughed so hard at something I've seen on TV as I have when while watching that show. Carl Pilkington talking about his movie pitch idea when he sat down with a couple of movie executives and just started throwing movie ideas at him was one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. He, I want to see it. He, did, he didn't even know. Like, he, he kept talking about how he wanted Clive Warren in his movie. And they're like, Clive Warren, who the hell is that? And he's like, you know, from Closer. He's like, you mean Clive Owen? He's like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> it's like, did the movie people were talking to even bat an eye when you were naming someone who doesn't exist? It's a Someone's going to do an animated adventure of us talking about someone else's animated adventure. I agree. It's going <laughs> to be a thing inside of a thing. It's going to be great. But I got to say, we were putting out the Angry Birds trailer 
this weekend. Yeah. And we have this thing that we do where if there's even a little bit of a twist in a short or in an episode, when we put it up on our site, we hide the twist. When we put it up on YouTube, we just call it Angry Birds Fake Trailer. Yeah. You know? But on our well, site... We want to preserve the experience as much as possible for our fans. And that's why we're thing. Yeah, but not on YouTube. But on YouTube. Because it's searchable. On our, on our site. On it's our impossible site. to on YouTube. Yeah, because we know the people on com will actually just watch it and yeah. Yeah, have, have them have the full experience. Yeah. So we were trying to think of a name for the Angry Birds trailer. And we were kicking out ideas like based around warfare and all this stuff. And Marshall, who is kind of the genius behind the whole Angry Birds trailer, he came up with a great uh, title, which was Fight or Flight. <laughs> Which is a great name for yeah. a Warfare Angry Birds trailer. So Brandon gets it all set up. He puts it in there. And I look at the entry. It's fight or flight is what oh. he wrote. Like, a, like, a like an airplane flying. You don't understand how those two things sound alike? Fight or flight? But it's a fucking fight thing. Or flight? It's a thing. It's a fight or flight is a thing. Fight or flight is not. It was 5 a.m. <laughs> it, was, it was 5 a.m. It was 5 a.m. 23 years in your life, though. Here's the problem. <laughs> however, how old are you? 25. That's shameful. Um... I said to him, "It's no, it wasn't fight or flight, Brandon. It's fight or flight. And what was your response to that at 5 a.m.? I don't remember. It was 5 a.m. You point. said, what's that? I've never heard that before. I've never heard that expression. So what science did you take in high school or college? How did, you, is, did you just take, like, geology or that's it? Like, they showed you a picture of rocks and said, this is a solid, and that was it? That's your total science education? No, you never no. heard the term fight or flight? No, I took physics. I took physics. Uh, in high school and in college. Do you think fight or flight is a physics term? I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I have no God, idea really? what it is. Do you, if I say the term survival of the fittest, do you know what that means? Yes, I do. Okay. So fight or flight is the mechanism by which something either fights or flies away. R- runs away. Exactly. Flees. Flees. So that's what it is. Not like I, insects that drink your blood. I understand the concept. I, I, I've never heard the phrase. Am I crazy? Is This, this is a common phrase, right? A common Very phrase. common phrase. Um, was yeah, it I mean, was it coined in the twenties like that other phrase that was so common <laughs> was a milk, couple weeks ago on the podcast? Like, milk toast, <laughs> milk toast. Like, well, hey, you take it easy back there. It, it, it's 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 a weird it's a weird thing. It's weird. I don't know. I, I think it's I, I, people who are younger than us have different knowledge. I guess it's strange. Yeah. You're talking about everyone on the internet. They put all their they put all their knowledge into their Facebook stream so I, everyone can read it. Yeah. So this week, uh, I guess I should mention that RTX tickets are going on sale. Uh, oh, this, cool. This Friday. Yeah. yeah. Which is uh, and, uh, also our anniversary. Which is also our eight-year anniversary. I'm so I'm so pissed right now. I can't even tell you because while I'm sitting here, people are aiming me because we put the RVB season nine trailer online. Yeah. Someone we work with, and she will rename, remain nameless on a regular basis. <laughs> that kind of narrows it down. She asked me from her job outside the company um, where she, she mails in her lines to play sister. She <laughs> mailed me. She mailed me and said, "So the season nine trailer, it's it's it's." It's coming up on April 1st. Are are you guys – is this a joke or is this real? And I'm like, I want to fucking strangle you. <laughs> One of the dumbest things that we ever did as a company is start our company on April 1st because every time we make any announcement – Really? We're now even a week away. I mean we're not even close to April 1st, and they think it's a joke. Yeah. What do we do, Hollum? What do we do? We dissolve the company and start over. Well, we just tell – I like the way you We just tell everybody it's a parody – Unless they really like it, and then well, it's yeah, not the, a parody. It's those, yeah. those who are only committed. We're, par- we're parodying. To to go with the joke. We're going over the top. We're parodying April first. Everyone thinks that April first is for jokes, but we're making so, a parody and then later, of April first by not putting out jokes and being a joke. This is so, really nice. Later, we can be like, "Oh, we're going to have another big event on April first, and we're only charging three hundred dollars a ticket, and then we don't have to put it on." There you it was go. a joke. There you go. It was a so joke. They knew. RTX presented by Rebecca Black. There you I wonder go. if we can get her to come out. <laughs> I wonder how many people think we're selling tickets to a fake event now that we're selling the tickets on April 1st. I did not think about that until right now. Well, that's okay because we have more demand than what we have tickets available. So. That's true. And if, our, if we're really bad at running the event, we could just be like, oh, it was a joke. We weren't joke. really holding a event. But you're welcome <laughs> to hang out. Did you, you know, know, just Joke's like, on you, fuckers. <laughs> just hang out, whatever. Did you know Google announced Gmail on April 1st and everyone thought it was a joke because they said they could offer a gigabyte of storage to everyone in their email? And then, ah, like, the next see? day, they were like, they, they, no, they, it was, the weird, it was uh, Every real. year they do something, right? Yeah. Like, the deal with the toilet or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Way to deal with the toilet? Yeah, the deal with the toilet where they're... Put your gold in your toilet? Is that... <sighs> safety sell, 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 <laughs> So, let me ask you this. What is Google Storage up to now? Do you know? That's, uh, like, seven gigs an account or so. Seven yeah, gigs Yeah, you can see it account. on, like, the Gmail homepage. You see, like, there's a number that is it constantly keep... increasing. Yeah, and they just was well, just some dude like shoving. Yeah, he's just like he's buying. I was like, you know, seeing it from Amazon. He's just like, shoving. After, 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 after. Some guy who's like, Whoo, I'm gonna make another trip to Best Buy. 
Whenever that counter slows down, somebody calls it. Yeah. Like, hey, dude, what are you doing? After our civilization dies and aliens come, like, the only record of our civilization is going to be, like, inboxes, like, emails. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to have, like, seven gigs of just, like, spam. I wonder and if... Try- and and four ever, kilos of gold. Four kilos I wonder if anyone's gold. ever filled their Gmail quota. If someone's, like, filled it up and they're like, I can't get any more email. i got to make a new Gmail I think Gmail somebody account. did it on purpose. Really? Yeah, I think I saw oh, that yeah. somewhere. Somebody filled up their Gmail account. And they were having to keep up with it because it kept increasing. You know, we, I did like a backup of my uh, email. Mm-hmm. Just, well, how much did I? Have? I did a good amount, right? And other uh, people at this company have more than I do. I don't remember how much you had, but yeah, you had a lot. You you got how much? Like you've probably got twice as as what I have. You probably have seven times. How, how much? Do you have any, any idea? I think I can tell you for our for our entire company, for <laughs> yeah. everyone that has a mailbox, we use about 20, <laughs> keep drinking twenty five gigs of space. Twenty five gigs of space for each person. No, totally. You already drank that. Well, don't. We've been in this for thirty minutes, man. <laughs> Had to, I'm trying to see this story here where a uh, guy filled his Gmail account in 24 hours. And this was April 17th, 2006. I was bored, so I decided if I could fill my 2.7 gigabytes of storage in my Gmail account. And he did it in 27. So in five years. I sent myself a two gig attachment. Done. <laughs> so in five years, they've gone from 2.7 gigs to about seven. For everybody, though. You think about how many people have Gmail accounts. Yeah. Do you have a Gmail account? I, one of the things I don't like, we, we talked about the privacy th- thing earlier. I hate when I find out that I've accidentally logged into my Gmail account when I'm searching on Google. I hate that. Because I just have – I don't have any illusion that that's not all being logged with my username, all my it searches. Is. I, I was, it is all I, being logged. Yeah. I was yeah. searching for giant elephant cock last night, and I realized <laughs> I was signed in. I was like, oh, god damn it. So, because yeah, you want to keep that private. And yeah. Not have, like say it on camera. <laughs> so be honest with me. How was the lighting on me in that photo? Was it good? <laughs> Because I've gotten mixed reactions. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else do hey, you want to talk about? Should we, should, is there anything else about RTX before I we trample well, over? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we okay, talk, what? What's happening? We're going to cut real fast to uh, our new Drunk Tank animated adventure. New awesome. Drunk Tank And uh, as soon as we come back, we'll have RTX details. So uh, check this out. We'll be so right back. This is part two of the New Orleans trip? Yes, it is. All awesome. right. And she, like, runs into the bathroom and just starts throwing up everywhere. So I'm like, "Are you? do you need any help? And she's like, I, I, leave me alone. I want to be alone. You know, and I'm like, okay, fine. And I just started watching TV and hanging out. And then, like, every 10 minutes, I'd go back in and check on her. And I'd be, everything okay? Can I get you anything? And she'd be like, oh, please shut the door. And I'm like, okay. Eventually, I fall asleep, you know, and I doze off and I wake up. And I go into the bathroom, and she's on the ground, face first on the ground, and there's vomit everywhere <laughs> it's in her hair it's on the floor it's on the wall even had been wow. drinking wow. hurricanes which are those like I obnoxiously no, red okay. drinks yeah, yeah so her vomit was like radioactive oh, it was like bright fucking red puke and she did nothing but eat oysters the entire time we were there oh, because she loved seafood oh, so she, i cleaned up oh bright God. red oyster puke oh man i want to uh, throw up <laughs> I have to, like, fight her to get her out of her clothes and get her in the shower. It's like a typical night for you. Yeah, see, more and then, <laughs> Yeah, and she's just laying naked on the floor of the bathtub, just going, uh, and I'm like, is she going to die? What the fuck? And so I'm like, can I get you anything? Do you need anything? She's like, I just want to be in the bathtub. And I'm like, okay. So she just sat in the shower. And then eventually she just comes into the bed just laughing her ass off. She was like, did I throw up everywhere? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, ha, 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 ha. And she's like, did you clean it up? And I'm like, yes, I did. And she's like, <laughs> And uh, we're back. So that was uh, the first time ever that that uh, awesome. anime adventure was, really uh, awesome. was, was played, was shown. So we were talking about RTX before. before right, and also that bed bug story. We should talk oh, about come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay. So tickets are going on sale. Uh, it's our, our first ever like fan event, yeah. which is going to be uh, May 27th to 29th, and tickets are going on sale this Friday. Here uh, in Austin, Texas? Texas? Yes. What's, uh, what's happening at this event? We, uh, <laughs> it's our first annual because I know that Gus likes Fucking the term hate things that are first annual. It's our first <laughs> Why ever. Why do you not like that? Because first annual you know, is not a thing. Because it's not annual. It's you like when you name something be. part one, right? Mm. Right. Like if you call something da 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 part one. You can't be annual and first ever. Well, if there's no year that has transpired, you could call an annual. it an an. No, you couldn't call it an annual event if it hasn't happened yet. Right. Does it also bother you when new couples celebrate their one month anniversary? That's not a thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> like, oh, it's our six month anniversary. That's bullshit. <laughs> I knew that would bother that, you. That, that makes me so fucking angry. <laughs> I hate that. Have you never celebrated your six no, month anniversary with your bullshit. wife? That's bullshit. Hey, you know, you did this thing for a while, which got to be kind of annoying, where you guys were going to do uh, every year on your anniversary, you guys were going to get remarried yeah. and do some big grand thing that we all had to come to as no, a you group. You didn't have to go to. But we were asked to go. 
What does that matter? It doesn't matter. Well, that's this, this is, You ask me to go to places, and I don't, I don't give any illusion that I'm going. No shit, that is true. <laughs> or you go, yeah, yeah, I'll go, and then whoop, nothing no, goes. And he makes that sound, too, which is kind of weird, just as before you. I disappear. I become like a ghost. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's busy taking but photos you know of women from the top of his app. I, I, I don't know about the whole getting remarried once a year thing, but like in general, we are really bad about celebrating stuff. Wouldn't you say? We're good at talking about it. We're, well, we talk about it, but then it's kind of like we never actually do anything. It seems right. like wait, like Brandon bought, bought that uh, champagne for when we finished uh, season eight, right? Was that the original reason for buying the champagne? No, it's when we closed on the building. This building that we're in, it's when we closed the deal so that, with the oh, bank. Oh, that was before season eight ended. That was um, like in, in March May. or April, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, May. And then, so we didn't celebrate that. Then we're like, oh, we'll celebrate season eight. We didn't celebrate that. Then we're like, oh, we put up, we finished the DVDs. We'll celebrate that. We didn't celebrate that. You we know. did drink the champagne. We did drink the champagne. Was it from putting the tiles up on the I, backsplash? That's <laughs> <laughs> what we eventually drank. It was like, oh, wow, the new toilet paper came in from Amazon.com <laughs> Prime Shipping. Let's celebrate that. Yeah, so, so you what you're saying is small, small yeah, celebrations, right. no big celebrations. So to sum up so far in this segment is we're really bad at celebrating – Please buy tickets to our celebratory event. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a, you're doing the hard sell. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently. We're not good at it, so you have to come and help us figure out how to do it. Drive yes. all the way from Kansas and come not Please. celebrate with us. Bring champagne. So what are we doing? Have we gone over the actual I heard we're, uh, we're, 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 we're putting up a backsplash, right? <laughs> we've given, <laughs> a, we've given a preliminary itinerary. We're still fleshing out all the details, but uh, we're going to have... Roughly, we're going to have a, a mixer, dinner, slash, drinking Friday night okay. at a local arcade. Uh, spared no expense. <laughs> uh, we're going to have uh, screenings at the draft house. I just want to know where you found an arcade. I will not go to the arcade unless it has pinball machines. No, there's tons of them. The oh, name, yes. The name of the arcade is Pinballs. It'd be really disappointing. With a Z. So, uh, you know, it's like, seems like that's the backup yeah. location for a scene in Big Lebowski that they didn't get to shoot. Mm. Pinballs. Yeah. It just yeah. sounds like something that would have been in that movie. What was it's, the name of the fake porn that uh, Lebowski hallucinates? Uh, Gutterballs. Gutterballs. Gutter Gutter nice, it. man. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how you remember that. The weird thing is, I watch that one scene over and over again. It's an apostrophe Z, which makes no sense. English language is totally dead at that point. You should sell it and buy it. Um, we're going <laughs> to have screenings at the draft house, along with uh, uh, game playing on the the big screen. Where are you gonna be screening? Uh, well, to be to be announced. To be announced. Uh, we're gonna have tours of the studio. Angry Birds movie. And a bit of a party. Season nine. <laughs> and uh, uh, what was I? Oh yes, uh, studio tour and party. Uh, and we're also going to let everyone take part in a Rooster Teeth production on Sunday. All right. That'll be awesome. You know what I tried to convince uh, Griffin to do for <laughs> the kind of barbecue tour thing at our office that day? I tried to convince her in the parking lot to set up a real-life Angry Birds set, like immersion kind of, where we can like launch – like fans? Like launch fans? No, like, launch, like foam bowling balls that are painted. We like want to get <laughs> Do we have insurance for this? bowling balls on a catapult or a trebuchet. You know, that's pretty awesome, actually, because we've noticed that potentially we know stuff comes over our side of the fence from our neighbors, so maybe we should send something back. Griffin Griffin gave me this response. I'm very busy. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently she's too busy for that idea. So there will be no Angry Birds at the RTX. I think Griffin quickly figured out there's so much stuff going on here that if you just say – you're very busy with something. No one else has time to check up and see if you actually yeah. are busy. So it's just assumed. Oh yeah, she's oh, she's totally busy. She couldn't possibly do that. Pretty, Pretty sure you just described Gus's whole career <laughs> here. That's why I'm, that's why I'm not saying anything. I'm just gonna sit here and be quiet and nod. Like, yeah, nah, you usually <laughs> nodding and agreeing. <laughs> I do know she's trying. Can, Gus can respond because he was so busy thinking about all the things he has to yeah. do. It's like oh, every time Gus goes out of town, stuff breaks. Have you ever noticed that? Like mm-hmm. major stuff in the company breaks. Tech mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm getting – it's suspect. That's suspect. all I'm telling you. It's yeah. suspect. That's how hard I'm working when I'm here. I'm constantly making sure that stuff doesn't break. So the second I leave, you're, it breaks. That's not any better. If you're like holding everything together, <laughs> like putting your finger in the dike essentially, and then when you leave that it all falls so apart. He's basically not like uh, the guy in Lost that had to type the code in yeah. once an hour and just press the thing. Because we, we, we were on a trip. <laughs> we were on a trip recently, and, like, I noticed every two hours, you're like, I have to get in my laptop. I'm like, what? What do you have to do? Uh, nothing like code laptop. You want to talk a little bit about RVB Season 9? Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah. Okay, so we put up the trailer, and this is the one that we showed at PAX. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this is slight modifications. Yeah, there's a couple modifications, and if you're really interested, you could probably go out and find on YouTube 
somebody who shaky cammed it. Um, and actually, the whole panel is available on Waypoint, Halo Waypoint. It's the whole panel minus the trailer, though, right? It is the whole panel minus the trailer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, they didn't put the immersion video that we showed at PAX mm-hmm. either. Uh, we'll be putting that up later this week for sponsors. But, yeah, essentially, we showed uh, the trailer for REB Season 9. It was about three and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. I think all said and done. It's mostly animation by Monty. Um, and then some machinima shots, but I think a handful, like maybe it's two, exactly. You know, machinima shots and the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest question we keep getting is, are the guys from Blood Gulch, you know, the normal band of idiots going to be in it? And they are in those machinima shots in there. So I'll pretty much say what I said at the PAX, tra- or the PAX panel, which is uh, this season is going to be a little bit different than the other seasons of Red vs. Blue. We've never had a presentation quite like this, but it's going to be a mixture of in-game and CGI, but not the same kind of mixture that we did last year for Revelation. Mm-hmm. It'll be something totally new. Totally new. Because we spent a lot of time on Season 8 trying to figure out how to make the CG stuff match the in-game stuff because we went from shot to shot and mm-hmm. then back to you know in-game after we showed a CG shot. So, I mean, we spent, I would say... A lot of time. Yeah. I mean, a lot of time. I don't want to say the majority of our time, but definitely in post, it was a ton of time doing that. Yeah. And we can spend our time better. Now we're just going to spend that time making it look super cool. Right. Because we don't have quite the same burden that we had last season of, like, it doesn't have to match shot to shot so precisely. And so we can just do it. We can do a couple extra things that, you know, cin- you know, cinema-wise that, you know, will make the shots look really cool. So we're excited about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just when you look at how you're spending your time technically, it's always better to, yeah, like... Yeah, spend it artistically. As opposed to with minutia. Yeah. Yeah, or maintenance. So... We're really excited about it. Um, it's going to run this summer is when RBB Season 9 will be out. I mean, we're tentatively looking at uh, releasing it at the end of May, the first few episodes. Wouldn't what, it be what great, great timing? What great timing that we could show episodes at RTX in Austin. That would be cool. In between bouts of not being able to celebrate properly. We can do that. <laughs> so that'll, that'll be very fun. It's always a blast to watch red versus blue stuff with an audience because we so rarely get to do that. Yeah. Especially an audience that pays three hundred dollars a ticket to get in. What, three? <laughs> Dear Lord, how would you know what it is yet? That's the best with the fake event. Uh, I think we said uh, thirty. Thirty dollars. Yeah. yeah, which is significantly less than three hundred. It's a tenth. Now, it, now it seems like a steal in comparison. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Originally, they were three hundred thousand. So, so there's no yeah. reason not to do it. Are we capping how many people, how many tickets a person can buy? No. We should. At two. We'll void your order. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll have to work something out. There's technical limitations to why we can't do that, but maybe maybe we will void any orders greater than two. Maybe mm-hmm. we, maybe we just cut out some parts of what we're talking about and just say <laughs> maybe people. Yes, uh, we are themselves. totally. You can't limited. buy more than two tickets. Two tickets. Let's cover all our bases. You yes. can't buy more than two tickets. You can't buy more than three tickets. You can't buy more than four tickets. See, now we've got it all covered. <laughs> Good. You can only buy tickets with gold. <laughs> <laughs> Please mail gold. Tickets I'm are, going. Tickets are seventy five dollars. Tickets are sixty-five dollars. All right, <laughs> measure measure. Tickets are fifty-five dollars. This joke is still funny. This joke is getting less funny. <laughs> so hey, since we're coming up on the anniversary here of Rooster Teeth, maybe we should talk a little bit about the beginning of the company and okay. how it started. And it's it's interesting that you two guys are here too because the three of us, not you guys, we make up the film half of the company. Essentially, mm-hmm. we're the it's like two vectors that came together. It's the movie guys that came together and then the tech guys that came together. And I kind of bridge, like, between the two of them. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking the other day about how we made a movie in college. Joel, that's how I met you, is mm-hmm. I wanted to make a movie. I was a computer science student, and I basically put up a flyer on the kiosk that said, hey, I'm a CS student. I want to learn to make a mo- how to make movies, but I don't want to attend a bunch of classes. Is there any film students out there that want to help me make a movie? And I'm- I didn't read the flyer very well, so, like, six months into making the movie, I was like, dude, when are, we, when are you going to teach me computer programming? <laughs> That's why I called you in the first place. So that was Joel and I were roommates. Uh, Bernie and I worked. You were roommates? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Bernie. Yeah, it was weird. Like we had the deal where it was like four people. Yeah. And like Matt and some dude was in one room and me and some other dude were in another room. So we yeah. were quasi roommates. Quasi roommates. So Joel and I were quasi roommates, Sounds which like does picture. not like, <laughs> not what you're thinking. <laughs> uh, and uh, and Bernie and I worked at the uh, the student TV station together. Yep. And then we all making porn. We up to making porn, and uh, it was called Quasi Roommates, a love story, and then that's how we all came together. It's funny because people bring up the schedule. That's the name of the movie, which is the name of the movie. But before that, there was another thing that Matt had worked on, which is way, which is super embarrassing. Oh yeah. Which hopefully that never sees the light of day. I don't. I that's, don't. Ha- I don't think I have any tapes of that anymore. Even what was it called? 
some uh, cooking show. It was called Vicious Cyclone. Oh, yeah. It was called Vicious Cyclone. And the cooking thing the was cooking, part of Vicious The cooking Cyclone? show was a sketch. That was That's where Dugan, That's where Dugan, Dugan came from, right? where Dugan came from, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Sean Dugan. Sean Dugan plays York. York. Yeah, he plays York in Red vs. Blue, and he's back for this season. And he was the other, he was Joel's counterpart in the schedule, the movie that we made. Yeah. And he was your I brother. Think, he was your brother in. Yeah, he was. He did it, right? Yeah. We've worked on like four things together. I know. Four, over all these years. Four, over over like, like four, four decades we've worked. <laughs> Uh, but, someone that's older than me. You know, I was thinking about the other day. It's really crazy about like those times and how different the world is now versus back then. Is that we made the movie and it took us what? It took us about three months total to shoot it because we were working day jobs and like yeah. meeting at night and weekends to shoot the movie. And we shot on film. We shot on sixty millimeter film. We just had that developed and then transferred to video so we could edit it. Stressful. Yeah, because we didn't Stressful. know we were shooting. We couldn't see our stuff until what two months in. We didn't see the first shot. Yeah. Yeah, it was just wow. in, it was in That's pants. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like you know you just had to hope you, you got the, it right. And, and you turn the camera on, it's like that's money, money burning. Yeah, and I'm well, sure there's a problem. Like there's a possibility that the development process could get fucked up, and your film could be. Destroyed, well, normally right? on a movie, normally on a movie that had money, they would just like you would get what's called dailies, which means you send the film off to be processed that night. It comes back the next morning, but we didn't have the money to do it well, kind of piecemeal like that. We had to wait. So we had a bunch of film so we could get a, like a discount, discount on all that volume at once. And the, the lab was not even in Austin. It was up in Dallas. Oh what, what, was, what was the so, total cost for all the film plus the lab altogether? The film and the lab was probably like 7500 bucks altogether, right? Yeah. whole movie was like 9000 altogether. Wow. Yeah. All in credit card. Yeah. And so then we built a nonlinear editor. We did all these things that you do when you're first making a movie that you think are going to make people talk about it. Like – you know, we, as we, we've, I see people do this a lot, and we fell into the trap too. Of we tried to make the movie too much about the story about making the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. we were, we, we should have said about the thing itself. Yeah, just make a good movie, and then people, uh, people want to watch it. But uh, it yeah, took us every, every, every to time I came over to, I think it was your place or whatever. It was like, wow, we've just upgraded this computer again. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't think there's another computer within. Well, you we know. started with a Pentium one thirty three or something like that. Yeah. Right? I think it was Wait, P90. Yeah, P90? at the time, it was, it was like... the floating point. Yeah, it's like one of the last oh, ones. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember at the time, it was like, it was the shit computer. Yeah. Oh, it was and awesome. Yeah, yeah. We had a four gig hard drive. It was. But that's, that's, that's pretty amazing for like... It know, was. The 70s. It was. And I remember... We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounded like a plane taking off. We, we, met, we met at some convention or something, some like industry convention. The guy from the, the manufacturer who made those hard drives... Right. That was, I don't think they're in business anymore. It was right? Micropolis. They're spe- they were like specialty. Mm-hmm. Like they made ultra-fast, SCSI hard drives. Nobody uses SCSI anymore either. God, yeah, I haven't um, heard that term in a while. Yeah. We have a, and, a cabinet full of SCSI. Do oh, we? Nobody, used, nobody, <laughs> used, nobody uses it in terms of you know okay. desktop hardware. But uh, Micropolis. Micropolis, yeah. So we, we, met, we met one of the guys like who worked at Micropolis at a trade show. And we're like, so we got these four gig drives, but are you guys ever going to go up to eight gigs? Because that would be cool. He's like, you can't do it. No hard drive will ever be 8 gigs. Mark my words. 4 is the max. After that, it just falls apart. You know? There's a visionary. Yeah, it's total visionary. <laughs> and like, what are hard drives now? They can get like a 3 terabyte hard drive. Mm-hmm. So, like, what, what was the maximum amount of like, in terms of minutes, how much footage could you fit on? 5 seconds. No, no. We could do, we was, could do 5 minutes of the movie at a time. So I we could get about scenes, 15 right? minutes of footage yeah. on there. But it wasn't. It wasn't even like full broad, what they call broadcast quality. I mean, right, this was right. Like we Reduced. Were, we were taking off VHS tapes at the time and putting yeah. it on there. Anyway, so we finished the movie. It took us 11 months. And we had this movie that was done, right? Right. And we showed it. We rented out a theater locally and showed it. And how many people do you think showed up to that screening that we held? Well, there's my mom. She was there. <laughs> you want to say 150? It was a small theater. 150 people, let's say? Yeah. Maybe let's, let's, see, let's even say 200 every time we showed it. <laughs> then we spent... A year of our lives yeah. trying to get this thing into festivals, writing everywhere, got some of the nicest rejections from some of the most prestigious film festivals in America. And The form we, letters were just great. We ended up getting into, what, two or three festivals? Yeah. Total? And let's say those screenings were each 200 people each that showed it at those three different festivals, okay? So now we're up to 800 people that saw that movie. Can you imagine in this day if we put out a video and 800 people watched it? I mean, we would I, we would think – we have to re-upload this video. Something's clearly wrong with it technically. Mm-hmm. That it seems impossible that only 800 people could watch something. You know, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And we realized that with Gus because you guys had moved out to L.A. after yeah. we were still trying to sell the schedule, sell the movie. And I was working with Gus and Jeff, and we just started writing 
this site, Drunk Gamers, and we were doing silly stuff. And the Apple Switch ads were a big deal at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, I got all this video equipment and all this capture equipment. We did that parody of the Apple Switch ad with Gus, where he switches to a Macintosh for the games, and he realizes there's no games on a Mac. This is nine years ago. And now we're all Mac guys. (laughs) How funny is that? But uh, So we put that online. And it was like a postage stamp size movie. Was, yeah, it was like there was no YouTube at the time. Nope, there's nothing it was a like time. that. So, and we're, I didn't know where it got linked. So, the crazy thing that happened was you guys were in LA. I put it online in Austin, and then you saw it. I was working in LA at a visual effects company, and there was a um, a guy there who was kind of like the guy who never did his job, and I'd always have to go and like you know go into his cubicle, cubicle and be like, "Hey, man, get back to work." You know? Gus. What's that? Yeah, LA, LA Gus. LA yeah, Gus. it was LA Gus, and uh, he was always watching Homestar Runner and stuff like that. So I kind awesome. of found out about that all that early um, um, internet animation stuff. And uh, one day I walked into his cubicle, thinking like, "Man, all this stuff needs to be done." And he hadn't done it yet. And on his monitor, I see you, and I start talking to him about something. And I got I just like had my brain just kind of melted. You know, I was like, "Why are you looking at Gus? Do you know Gus? How do you know Gus?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? Who's Gus?" I'm like, "You're looking at Gus right now." I was like, "He's." I'm like, "I'm looking. I'm looking at you. I'm not looking at Gus. Is your name Gus?" It's like, "No, no, no. On your computer." It's like, "I don't know. It's just internet video." And it's like that was the Apple Switch ad. And I called Bernie like immediately. I was like, "I just saw this video with Gus, and it seems like something you would have done." And you were like, "Yeah, I, we did that." It's like I just put it up yesterday, right? In or the like afternoon, a, or like six hours ago, mm-hmm. eighteen hours, or something like that. And it's like that was a moment for us. It was like. That's crazy. Like, can you put something online and, like, people are going to see it all the way across the country in just, you know, uh, a matter, uh, matter uh, of hours. I'm amazed you were able to recognize me, considering I think the only time we had ever met before that was the night I ran out of the minivan because I did not want to go to Vegas. <clears throat> yeah, that was, why, is that, that why you ran out of the minivan? That. that was prior to that. Because you it? didn't want to go to Vegas? Yeah. No, that was, see, prior, every... that was prior to that. <laughs> was it prior? Yeah, no, that was uh, – I, I had met because I had been at Telenetwork a bunch. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Which comedy we were, every yeah. every time I think about the story about Gus running out of the minivan, I don't remember all the details, but I remember thinking, well, Gus was probably right. Gus was probably right to run out of the minivan, knowing what I know now. But to vo- that was where that was where he, do you remember where he got out of the, the minivan? So that was over there, like Hollywood and Highland, where that Del Taco, Del Taco. where the, where the uh, transvestites hang out. Do you I know? remember it was so nice. There was like no, there was a, a Del Taco over there. I wonder if it's still there. I, that was I've like, seen it. I've been past there the Del Taco. There, like, if you go we were the, at E3. If you go through the right. drive-thru, there are always like transvestite prostitutes back there trading wigs. What? Trading when, wigs? When, like, when, yeah. Like a swap? When, yeah. When, when was that E3? Like, was I, was, I was a blonde for a while. No, you did a blonde. One, I think. It was 2001. No, probably 2001. Because yeah. yeah. that's, that's when I first met Jeff and Gus. Yeah. Before RVB at E3. We went to Killer Shrimp. Yeah, I think I saw you guys There's t- a, uh, twice or something before. I might have seen you in Austin one point in time, but I remember, yeah, it was before that. And then that was the same E3 that Halo, mm-hmm. right, yeah. where yeah. we saw there's Halo a, for the first time. Like some of the press of photos from the E3 appearance that Bungie did with Halo, we had never heard of Halo or, or seen anything about it. And we were playing Halo in the booth. And so some of the very first press photos about Halo were us playing it, yeah. which was like a weird thing we discovered years later. But I would say that moment with that video – that's when kind of the world got flat for us. That's when we yeah, realized totally. we can put something out there and it could find its way to somebody that I would want to see it. And it would find its way there on its own. And that was an incredible, crazy moment. And I would say that's, that moment is probably the single most important moment in the history of this company. Even more so than when we put the first Red vs. Blue video online because you know that's when we developed a lot of the early strategies of the company. Yeah. That's why to this day we still have a website. We still have our own presence on there, which we think is an important part of what we do. It's just – it's crazy to think about the little things you do and how they have this big, long, cascading effect. Well, it's the reason why we all came together as a group, too. Yeah, what we learned, and you know, to get to the point, was that when people see something they like – I'm just trying to summarize. I got when you. people see something they I like – it's not a slide. No, no. When people see something they like on the internet, they're going to share it with their friends. Yeah. Right? And you got to have like a centralized uh, like repository of that stuff. Yes. And that's – I guess that's, that's what we do with our website. And I think we also learned at that point in time that like we can't just recapture lightning in a bottle with an Apple Switch ad. We can't right. do that every week. So right. let's do something that's, else. Yeah. That's yeah. long running and it gives people another reason to come back other than novelty. So people come back. That's basically it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so that was, that was that's the story ago. of us. Yeah, that's us yeah. basically in a nutshell. I feel but like it's cool to talk about that stuff, especially when now we're looking at – this is our eighth anniversary. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this stuff. I mean if we backdated to that, it's – that Almost was, nine years. Yeah, yeah. This, this June, we shot the Apple Switch thing in June or July, I think of two thousand two. And the trailer for RVD went online in August, August. of two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
But then Gus got Gus and Jeff got butt hurt and they they shut the site down. Gus fired everybody that was working for free essentially. Yeah. And told them to screw. Well, it was one of our <laughs> one of our riders was doing uh, uh, kind of shady things. Oh, was he? Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. There was there, there, there was some uh, some backstabbing going on. So I went ahead and shut it. To I didn't want to deal with the drama. He's not telling you, but I'll tell you. Some writer was taking stories, especially I got magazine my stories, and then sending them to game companies as his and getting free games. I remember in particular <laughs> free hardware. Wow. Yeah. He got a beanbag. Yeah. And a chair, a gaming chair that really pissed me off. And then he said he would write reviews for them as well. Ooh. And so we started getting emails from these companies going, Hey, when's that review for our thing going up? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't do re- you know, we never got anything to review. And we found out, it's like, ah, fuck this. Youch. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was not really a long term strategy on his part, was it? No, I guess not. He uh I think he got in trouble with the law a couple years afterwards, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> but uh But we were having personal differences too. Like a little bit, so there was like a, it was this kind of meltdown that happened, and then uh, it was a magazine called Computer Gaming World mm-hmm. wanted mm-hmm. to put that switch ad on that one of those dumb discs that appears on the front <laughs> of the magazine. They don't do that anymore, do they? Now with the internet, I wouldn't. Think I was so, so, appre- so appreciative <laughs> like after all these years. Dumb disc. Well, it's just oh, it's got, of, our, got our stuff out there. There's been the so many things over do the we, year. Do we have a copy of that disc, by the way? Uh, I think we do. do yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. It was like you had to play it, didn't you, in a computer mm-hmm. for yeah. it to work. But it's been one of those things where. We've learned along the way, too, that stuff we always think is going to be a big deal mm. typically has no impact at all. Like, we made Red versus Blue as a trailer so that when people saw the Switch ad on that disc, they would come and see something new. So that was the catalyst for making it. But at the end of the day, nobody showed up because of that disc. But we made the, we made the show because that disc was going to be on a cover of a magazine. The cover of a magazine was the most important thing in the world. Yeah, Probably the best example of that was... MTV News was going to do. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, too. MTV yeah. News was going to do a story about us down in Buda. So they and they did. I mean, we had the whole TRL thing. Right, we were on and TRL. We were like we posted all this stuff. Like, if you're brand new to the site, here's how you sign up. Here's how you watch the videos. We got new stuff. servers. Got new servers. We spent a lot of money, and it was just kind of like just a regular day. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing, I mean, we nothing thought going on. We're going to be on TV on MTV. This is our this demographic is their, that watches our show. Their premiere not as they good had as on, on MTV at the time. I mean, that, that was you, the show. You did not get the Jersey Effect Shore. The Jersey Effect Shore? <laughs> no, no, we, we didn't did get not. the Jersey, Jersey Effect Jersey Shore. Effect. Yeah, we, and, and we, so we, were, we got all pumped and ready for this. We, this is going to blow yeah. wide open and everything. And it literally had no appreciable effect on mm-hmm. traffic at all. But a link on a blog or a link by, like, Tycho from Penny Arcade or a story on Flash. It's, like t- it's just two different audiences. Yeah, it's totally yeah. completely different. Also, also, it's easier when it's a link and something you can click on and actively do versus putting a disc in your computer it, yeah. or watching TV and then be like, oh, I'm going to go to that. I'm going to go to that. Exactly in. right. Exactly. And that's when we learned. It's like we um, – not to say we didn't get excited about opportunities when they came up, but we learned there's a big difference between being in, like, a print anything, like a magazine or whatever, or in being on TV versus someone covering you on the internet. That's so much more valuable, mm-hmm. even if they have a, a way lower audience. It's more, pa- it's more powerful. I mean, in terms of the, the, the active, you know, versus passive, kind of thing that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, you, it's there. You click the link. You know, I mean, that, that's really like an underappreciated, you know, powerful marketing thing. It was like having that link. I mean, people really they went to the site from those, yeah. you know, I, I, from those other sites. They didn't go to our site from MTV because it was like, I'm watching TV. Yeah, I guess when you talk I'm about active versus passive, that's another good point. It's like versus the entertainment being thrown at you versus having to hunt it out yeah. and like yeah. click on stuff and look like, after I'm done with this, what am I going to look yeah. at? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got to continue finding things. At the same time, though, that's made it a lot harder. I mean, um, on television, who knows if advertising is working or not? You can just exactly. say, oh, yeah, 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 it's working. No problem. The same thing with newspapers, but on the internet, you know exactly how many people clicked. So it's harder to make the same type of money for the same type of audience. I mean, if, if apples apples are equal, you're still going to make less money on uh, on the internet because people know advertising doesn't work as yeah, well. That's as one of the things to. that drives me crazy about internet advertising is that advertisers get all these metrics mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, well, our advertising isn't working," but they don't get those same metrics in print or they television. do, but it's all made of bullshit. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, well, you know, yeah, this many people watching. Like, you don't, there's no counting for who left the room, who muted the TV, you know, who DVR'd it and skipped it. Listen to Mr. Cutthroat over there, by the way. It's all about the bottom line. Like, it's all about it. We've got to protect our assets and buy gold. But we, we have to think about revenue in a fight or flight mode. And listen, I, I don't know how you feel about advertising in general, uh, but I was always amazed that people's attitude towards the performance of internet advertising, that that didn't then bleed into other forms of advertising. Say, okay, now we uh-huh. actually have a way to measure this stuff. Does it actually work or not? And it didn't affect television advertising 
or print no, advertising. No, it's really weird. You think it would have demystified the whole thing for everybody? Yeah, for you know? sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I remember taking advertising classes in college and like going back and looking at old statistics and this, that, and the other thing, and where it's like, well, if Pepsi, you know, selling sugar water against Coke, who also sells sugar water, if one of them drops off their marketing budget, they feel that in sales the following year. Like they're that's and that's not odd. That's how it's worked yeah. in the past. But I don't know. We, I showed Gus this crazy thing, and I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast I before. I don't think we did. So I sent Gus this uh, chart, which was put together by the New York Times, and it was American meat consumption over the last century. Yeah, I saw that. You notice the part where uh, eggs crosses chickens? Yeah, well, that's, that's helpful because <laughs> going on as people eat more chicken, then there's less, you know. If, I don't know. If, if there's, there's less what eggs What was around. first, chicken or the egg? I don't know. Maybe that chart can help. Meat consumption but century. Essentially, while he's looking that up, it showed that. Before KFC opened, Americans didn't typically eat a lot of chicken. That's not, that's understating it completely. Almost. Oh, there it is. I mean, they would eat 15 pounds per year of chicken, Americans. <laughs> and then this is, as opposed to the time they were eating like 60 pounds of beef. That's this is the chicken line here, okay? And it's it's going they like should, this. They should have a line for the deep fried skin. That yeah. dot right before it takes off is mm-hmm. the first Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise opening. No, nope. and now. Americans eat 60 pounds of chicken a year. Does that line also show how much herbs and spices we consume? <laughs> no. Because that has to have increased by the, sevenfold. Yeah, the, the average the American herb, eats 120 herb. pounds of chicken and beef a year. Is that a, does that seem like a lot to you? That's a pound every three days. So it like five, five like ounces a, a day. I it's a pound of chicken and beef. Yeah. And, like, and or beef right. every that, that three days. That doesn't seem like a munch. Like that much. I, yeah, I no, it, it doesn't either. Yeah. 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 I, I eat more than that. In World War One. The highest anybody ate was they ate about 50 pounds of beef a year, and that was it. You know, People ate less back then. It was 50 pounds of beef and 10 pounds of chicken, I'm so real, it's about half. I'm embarrassed to admit I'm making myself hungry by talking about <laughs> yeah, this. I, I didn't want to admit right. that. Well, we should probably wrap up anyway. <laughs> gotta go to KFC now. I, got the, I got the lunch but, uh, wrap up. Yeah, let's get, let's get some KFC. <laughs> sure, <laughs> why not? We got our sponsor for this episode. <laughs> this episode brought to you by KFC. <laughs> and who is owned by the Pepsi Sugar Water Company, right? Yeah. He sold it for a uh, franchise for $2 million at the time. Who did? Uh, Colonel the, Sanders. Colonel Sanders. He told, and then like a year later, two years later, it was like worth tens of millions. I think it was like worth $250 million. Like not – a couple of years after that. Yeah. And, uh, is Colonel Sanders the guy, the dude that's in the commercials and on the packaging? Is that the real guy? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's close enough. Yeah. Really? It's close enough. He tried to start his own What does it mean, close enough? What does that phrase mean? Well, close I mean, I think it's it either him or it's not. What do you mean? I think it's it is. close it, enough. It is him. They got 98% <laughs> of the genetic no, material. It's, it's, right. it's his brother. It's what? his brother, Steve. Close enough. kind of looks like him, that way It's a chimpanzee in a suit. 98% of the DNA is the same, so it was close enough. It's Sergeant Sanders. <laughs> His got, younger brother. <laughs> they got really close. All right. So it is him. It's the guy. Yeah, I, okay. think, I think. I it mean, is, yeah. it's a guy that looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going back to him like he's an authority on it. Nah. All right. All right. We'll get some of that. All right. Well, uh, thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks. Thanks, guys.